0: Welcome to the Pretty Healthy Family Podcast. We're passionate about helping you restore your metabolism for confidence, energy, and fat loss without giving up the foods you love.
1: We're your hosts, Josh and Brittany. Listen for simple, easy to follow tips and strategies that you can start implementing today to get long-term results.
0: We're so glad you're here. Let's go ahead and jump into the episode.
1: Welcome back to the Pretty Healthy Family Podcast, and I have some great news.
0: Great news? Yes. What, what is this great news?
1: Eat the holiday cookie. <laughs> eat, That's
0: the news. Eat, I didn't know where you were going with that eat one. Eat
1: the cheat meal. Stress eating. It's not a problem. We give you the green light to do whatever you want.
0: We do. And I, I think you're going to have to break that one down for them.
1: Yes. <laughs> so I personally, and I want your perspective on this as well. I don't believe cheat meals are a problem. I don't believe that we should limit cheat meals. I don't think people should limit cheat meal. And the reason I say that is cheat meals aren't a problem. It is the result of a problem. Because the problem has already occurred, and this is just collateral damage of the problem that has already occurred. And so most of times when it comes to like stress eating, cheat meals, what occurred maybe earlier that day, earlier that week, earlier that month is there wasn't balance in your diet. Or maybe you completely ignored like how much stress and anxiety you're holding on to. That is the problem. The result of that problem is the cheat meal, is the stress eating. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you 100%.
1: And so as we think about cheat meals, like the journey to the cheat meal is usually a result of And we see this very often. Monday through Friday, I'm having my eggs and a salad for breakfast. I'm having a salad and baked chicken for lunch. I'm having an Instagram-worthy dinner that is beautiful and hits my macros perfectly. <laughs> Slightly under because I'm in that calorie deficit. I do this Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then comes Saturday and I'm at my wit's end because I'm starving. I feel like I've restricted my life. I'm not having any fun and I binge for a cheat meal.
0: Yep, and you look forward to that cheat w- meal all week long.
1: Yes, and what a responsible cheat meal could be is 300 calories, maybe more, 200 calories, maybe more, but because you've restricted yourself so much during the week, that cheat meal's 1200 calories more than what you <laughs> normally would have had.
0: But the ultimate goal is to hopefully you don't need a cheat meal because you allow these foods at all time anyway.
1: <laughs> Which is solving for the why <laughs> the cheat meal occurred in the first place. Mm-hmm. And that's really the problem that needs to be solved so to prevent a cheat meal from ever occurring you give yourself a little snack during the week maybe it's tuesday and thursday it's another 100 200 calories in like a protein bar or a cookie maybe it's a little bit of ice cream maybe some chips maybe some chips a couple times during the week and you don't feel this just desire to just dive into a deep dish pizza and eat the entire thing mm-hmm. because you've you've had balance in your life
0: Mm -hmm. and it was intentional yes not mindless
1: yes you're in control and i think that's what many people overlook they they have such a strict idea of what they should be doing because this is how people get on instagram this is how social media this is how people get results they eat the like the salad for every meal they lose the weight um There's balance in all of it. And it's you're not doing this just for one week, two weeks. You're doing this for the rest of your life. And so you want balance. You'd want a stress-free, non-restrictive way of eating because that's going to prevent the huge cheat meal at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And this is the same thing for stress is if I had a, a super stressful day If I'm finding myself rummaging through the cupboards that night, that is the result of not paying attention to my stress throughout the day. So if I have a really, really hard meeting, maybe instead of going through the donuts in the office, I just take a walk without any phones, without anything. And I just kind of like, maybe have that conversation internally Probably don't talk out loud because people think you're crazy. Um, <laughs> but just take a walk and just try to wrap your head around what you need, what how to like create space in your day mind to solve for that high amount of anxiety, high amount of stress, so you're not bringing it home, which will then result in stress eating. Mm-hmm. So the answer isn't to bash yourself that you did rummage through the cupboard late at night? The answer is, why did that even come up? And that's where the cheat meal and the stress eating aren't really a problem. It's the result of a problem. So how can people figure out if they find themselves in that, be stress eating, to help solve for high stress? What are ways to solve for high amount of anxiety, day to day, and they find themselves continually binging late at night.
0: I mean, there are a few different ways to go about it, but ultimately, it's a matter of, first of all, even having the awareness that you are stressed in the first place. I know I have had a conversation with a few different clients who have said, I'm not stressed. Um, And in the back of mind, I'm thinking, it's pretty clear you're stressed. I'm not going to call you out on that because I want you to find figure that out on your own and then they come back to me a couple of weeks or a few weeks later and say, "Wow, you're right. Actually, I I didn't realize how much stress I have been holding onto." So, the first step in solving for this is having the awareness that you are stressed and maybe you know you're stressed and you think that you're leaving it at work or you're leaving it there but you're not. Because if you are binging or you are stress eating, then that is a sign that you are bringing that stress home. So having that awareness, I think is, I think the most important thing for a lot of people. And then from there, it's starting to solve for it. And I think one of the things that you can do for that is to figure out what does fill your cup. I had this conversation with a client yesterday and she realized that she actually had no idea what filled her cup at all. So, she has not spent any time being able to really unwind and to de-stress because she hasn't had any of this time to, for herself to figure out what does fill her cup. So of course she's bringing that stress home and stress eating. So maybe ask yourself, what does fill your cup? Get out a pen and paper and write out a list. And if you need some time to figure that out, like that's okay. Be kind to yourself. So, and, and it maybe just be going for a walk or having a conversation with your friend and Maybe more than just venting, but talking it through and trying to find a solution to ease that stress, or maybe talking about it will is what you need to help relieve that stress. So you need to figure out what works for you in order to start solving for that.
1: Yeah, and mom and dads, this is where you have to be a team player for this. Um, there's going to be times where, as a mom, you feel like your workday never stops. Because you come home from work, your nine to five job, and then you got to make dinner and then you're cleaning up after dinner and then you're putting the kids to bed. And the idea of taking time for yourself to figure out what you need, there's no time for that because when you're done with all the things, you just go to bed or maybe rummage through the cupboard, eat something, then go to bed. And that's where a conversation needs to occur maybe with your husband. And this can go vice versa because there's a lot of husbands who, um, never really stop working either because it's hard with toddlers and, and younger kids. Um where it, it comes. Const- yeah, you're always on either one person is like trying to be effective with cooking dinner, the other person's babysitting. Like there's always something there. Um, but there has to be a time where we can have a conversation together as two partners trying to be their healthiest self where I I need this to be a healthier version of me, which is going to require a little bit more of you. And then we can trade off. Like there has to be some balance in that too, to figure out what is going to de-stress you enough that calms down your anxiety. Um, Because in the end, the stress eating is you searching for comfort. It's you searching for some type of resolution to your anxiety And you're looking for that through food, which is many times a learned trait or a learned like association between an emotion and an action because food is comforting in some ways. And I remember many times in life where I would feel anxiety about something and my mom would come in and say, here's some food. Like here's that association between I have anxiety. The resolution is to eat. And so if we can disassociate that, replace that activity with a different activity, we can help solve for that stress. And like you said, many times you have to have a conversation to figure that out. It's hard just to just think through, well, maybe it's taking a bath. Let's try that. Oh, nope, that didn't work. Let's try reading a book. Okay, the whole time I'm reading, I've read through three pages, and I couldn't tell you a single thing that was on the page because I'm constantly thinking about all the things I got to do. Like, many times it is a conversation. There's a lot of trial and error involved, but you have to figure it out.
0: And I think sometimes that conversation needs to be with yourself and recognizing how you're speaking to yourself. Because a lot of times we tend to say very negative things in our head and we put them on repeat over and over and over and we don't even realize that we're repeating these horrible things that we say to ourselves that we would never dream of saying to anyone else and yet we say them over and over to ourselves. And that in turn causes a lot of anxiety. And then we feel like, well, what does it matter? I'm just gonna eat this anyway, because it doesn't matter. But when in reality, it does matter, you are important, you you are not, you don't need to blame yourself for getting this in this position. Mm -hmm. It's being aware that those thoughts are in your head and starting to reverse some yeah. of the things you're saying too. Yeah what
1: what would what would be the advice you would give your best friend? Like if you start putting that as the way to deal with this, that narrative in your head is going to change a lot. Mm-hmm. Because I know if I talk to my best friend and he was dealing with a lot of anxiety. I wouldn't, and I saw him eating, I wouldn't be like, wow, you are a piece of garbage. Like, you don't deserve anything. And like, we would no longer be friends. And, mm-hmm. but that's the way we talk to ourselves so many times is we say these things. We have this very mean inner roommate. And if we actually said that stuff out loud, we would get punched in the face.
0: Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have any friends.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So sometimes take the advice that you would give somebody else. And it's many times going to be very kind to yourself. That's the answer. Be kind to yourself and, and be, patient. Change. be patient. Yeah. And try to deal with the emotions um, in a way that is productive in the long term. Um, I I know a lot of people when they feel stressed are like, I just need to go work out. Sometimes that'll work. Sometimes you just need to suck up and, and go to the gym. Other times you don't because it's going to add more stress to your day. Like if you're um, overly stressed due to time constraints, spending an hour in the gym is very ineffective because you're just adding to your stress. You can spend 15, 20 minutes in the gym and get something done, which may help you feel accomplished because you're checking stuff off. But you have to balance your time and look at how you're being effective. Because if you're over, I guess, using too much of your times on things that won't result in a lower stress or lower anxiety, then you're oftentimes just spinning your wheels. You're not solving for that core issue, the core emotion, which comes back to balance Understanding your emotions, how those emotions lead to actions. Those actions turn into your habits, which is your life. (laughs) So if you want to change the actions, understand your emotions. And that's going to be the key to success. And that's the problem to solve, which is why cheat meals aren't a problem. Stress eating isn't the problem. Mm -hmm. Having a bad action to an emotion is the problem or an unproductive action related to an emotion is the problem. And that's the problem to solve. Mm-hmm. So yeah, feel free. To, if you're feeling like you need to eat the cheat meal, eat the cheat meal. But that's not the work that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. The work that needs to be done is probably grab a journal, start writing, um, go on a walk, call a friend, and be like, I just need to vent. Because mm-hmm. that's the problem that needs to be solved. All right. That's all I have for today. That was a good one. Stay pretty.
0: If you know you're ready to lose weight and build muscle while simultaneously improving your relationship with food, but would love some additional support, we're here to help you. We know that dieting too strictly for too long can slow your metabolism and we can help you restore it with our proven PHF method. We've helped hundreds of others reach their physique and health goals without having to give up the foods they love or constantly being on a diet. And we'd love to help you too. Fill out the obligation-free application in the show notes or at prettyhealthycoaching.com.